And welcome back to Living Blended. I am Colby. And I'm Megan. Uh, and we this is our fourth episode now. This one is on holidays and traditions, uh, which we are pro- or recording on the 28th of September right now. So the holidays are fast approaching. I think they're... Most people think they're more fast approaching for us because we are both November 1st Christmas decorators. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a lot of Woo-hoo. crap for it over the years, but nope. uh, people I won't are apologize. wrong. Yeah. Yep. Not going to apologize. I don't like Halloween. I love Halloween, I should say. I don't like fall decorations. Oh, see, I do like fall decor. No. Yeah. The tone, the, the palette. Um, I am terrible at interior design, but I just don't like it. So I like it because it's all things pumpkin and that's really my, that's my white girl showing. I may as well just put on my Uggs, but yeah, I'm really into the all things pumpkin. Yeah. So we do have, we have, uh, obviously Halloween coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and those are all pretty challenging times in any sort of separated family or blended family. Um, and everyone's going to treat them a little different. So I think to start, maybe we'll walk through what our current, or like what my custody agreement is with the kids, or I should say with their mom, and then kind of go from there. Well, all the custody agreements in general are just going to be unique in how the holidays are separated. And I know we had, like me and my ex, had a lot of discussion on what the standard was and how we kind of went outside of that a couple times. Um, so... I guess we'll talk about the holidays coming up first because those are probably the most challenging. And that would be Thanksgiving and Christmas. Both were, uh, I'm way more of a Christmas person than I am a Thanksgiving person. But the structure of Is it of Thanksgiving them, or is it Cowboys Day? Let's it's be Cowboys real. Day. Okay. Yeah. 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 You were kind of bummed when you found out my uniform for Thanksgiving. I was wanted not... to do matching shirts. And he was like, How do you have my shirt picked out? I'm like, Oh, you did. Oh, it's a Cowboys jersey. Yep, it's the same thing every year. Well, not the same jersey, but the same idea. Um, so anyway, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we alternate just even and odd. So if someone has them on Thanksgiving that year, they don't have them on Christmas that year. Um, and I think we'll get into a little later how I feel like when you create a decree and you're agreeing on these things when you're separating, the kids were one and three when we were separating. So what their needs were at that point and what we wanted for our kids at that point is probably different than what they'll be when they're 14 and 16. So I think it's important to remain flexible with that. I think the decree is there just to kind of outline, you know, the rules of it, but that doesn't mean you can't just have a conversation with the other parent and figure something else out. Um, So we rotate those there. I think another one that maybe we'll eventually work to evolve is our mother and father's day. So my ex isn't with anybody now, but in the instance where she finds someone or when, you know, the two of us, I think we've talked about getting married on here, um, that we have long-term plans together at least, um, that I'd like to eventually evolve that. Right now it's just Mother's Day. She gets every Mother's Day and I get every Father's Day weekend. And, you know, hopefully down the line we can have conversations more with her and uh, even if she kind of meets with somebody, I, uh, if they're a father figure in my kid's life, I'd want them to spend time with their kind of bonus father too. So, and it, like I guess, like I said, that's kind of how our degree is lined out. But I think it's important to 
always remain flexible with that. And then the, the, our kids' birthdays, we didn't really do much with. It's just if you have them, if it happens to fall, we have 50-50 custody just as a reminder. <clears throat> and if it happens to fall on a day that you don't have them, you get them for dinner essentially. So, um, And then one of the ways that we, this isn't outlined in our decree, it's just more of an agreement, is Halloween. The kids were one and three, so Halloween was pretty important to both of us then. We wanted to be involved in Halloween and didn't really want to miss out. Like, it's not Christmas. We'll get into this later, but Christmas, you could, if you wanted to, celebrate Christmas a separate time. That's what we've done. um, The past couple of years. Yeah, the past (laughs) couple of years. We've just had, like, kind of two Christmases because the kids don't really understand the day right now anyway, or then they didn't. Um, But... For Halloween, you can't really do that. You can't just walk around to other people's house on the 2nd of November asking for candy and expecting anything. You could. You could. I don't know. I don't Maybe know how well it would end, but yeah. you could. It might be worth trying. Um, so anyway, so Halloween, and we had a tradition of going to um, one of my best friend's house with him and his wife and kids. We all kind of trick-or-treat together. So um, we just continued that, and she comes along. And, uh, and then we agreed on the, because I, I've had them for the last three years on Halloween. It just happened to fall that way. And we just have an agreement that when it falls on her time, we're still going to kind of continue that tradition because it's what's best for the kids. Um, so yeah, so I think it's important to keep some of those traditions for structure. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think I'm a big believer in routine and a big believer in structure. And I mean, I'm, that person who gets up pretty much at the same time every morning, even on, on weekends. And um, I am a creature of habit completely. So I think that structure is really important, especially during times in which um, the normal routine is thrown off, like holidays or vacations or anything like that, where you're kind of outside of your normal routine. I think it's even more important to keep those familiar things. Um, I was reading an article. I can't remember exactly what it was right now, but um, we can we can figure it out and link back to it, that was talking about why meltdowns and behavioral issues, things like that tend to happen, um, you know, during these sort of fun times like vacations and, and whatnot. It's because, I mean, kids thrive on routine, and when they are thrown out of those kinds of things, um, you know, their, their little brains, their little developing brains don't know how to deal with it. And so I think that keeping those traditions alive um, and so that they know something to expect is important um, for their developing brains and for their for their overall structure and routine. Yeah. I think in, in routines in general, I've always been um, a huge fan of, especially like bedtime. I mean, I was super strict on when the kids, and we even still do that now. We're pretty strict mm-hmm. on when they go to bed. It's the same routine, it's the same routine every, routine every night. night. Yeah. Um, it, uh, most nights. I mean, there are Saturdays that or Fridays that but Maybe they go to bed a little bit later, but it's still... I mean, but not very much, not very often. No, it's just if we have play, if we go to a drive-in or if yeah. we do something that is typical of at night or if we're at friend's house at night, yeah, um, it might be a later night for them. But for the most part, well, for the entire part, during the school week, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, which I think which helps. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so, yeah, so we kept some traditions, like I already mentioned Halloween that we're continuing to do that. That was something that we've done with the kids since they were babies. Um, 
in utero, actually. And Christmas is another one um, where typically on Christmas we would go to IHOP on Christmas Eve. That was something your parents started. Your parents had pancakes on Christmas Eve when you were a kid? No. I thought you said that that was something that was started with your parents. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't. I honestly don't know how that started. I can't remember. Or maybe it was cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. Yes, was that the one? Rolls okay, on Christmas that was. Morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it was. There was something that was your parents that you continued on. Yeah, yeah, and that's something we do. Cinnamon yeah. rolls on Christmas morning. Um, <clears throat> and I think Christmas are, are one of those traditions that I feel like, especially at the ages they are. This is the time to, like, I enjoy creating the traditions at this mm-hmm. age, so. Um, but, we, yeah, so we would do IHOP on Christmas Eve. So even though, you know, me and her and, and, their, and their mom have had, certainly have had our ups and downs over since we've been separated the last, or separated the last three years, divorced the last um, year or so. Um, but we've kind of put all that stuff aside to keep that tradition going. And even last year, it was the five of us going out for uh, IHOP on Christmas Eve. So I think that stuff's important. This year, we had to kind of shuffle that a little bit. Yeah, um, we're doing it two days earlier yeah. um, than we normally would. Yeah, because we wanted to create some traditions of our own. We didn't just want to go in and continue the traditions that were done in, in uh, you know, the, the, our previous like nuclear family and kind of create our own blended traditions. I so, would, yeah, one of us would be um, traveling. Traveling? For Christmas. Yeah. Rather than, I think that's important to both of us, maybe for, for different reasons. Um, why is it important to you? Uh, I, I like the idea of doing trips with kids. So the way that, um, the way, the way that I grew up with, with Christmas was um, lots and lots and lots of gifts. That's, um, that was my mother's love language. and Same. Yeah, and it was... Um, you've been over there for, um, and it looks like Santa's workshop and it's, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. And I think that we most, I think 21st century parents can agree that the last thing that our kids need is more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because we, they don't pick it up and we don't want to pick it up. Yeah. But it's fun um, to buy and it's fun to <laughs> it's, give them and it's fun to see it open. Right. I get it. Um, no, I totally get it. I absolutely understand why that's, that kind of thing is fun. I think that it's not lasting. And it kind of goes back to a little bit what we talked about last, um, in the last episode, like it's, it's fun, but is it, is there a long-term benefit to it? And I think with a lot of, you know, or here's more Hot Wheels or whatever it happens to be, there's not maybe a long-term benefit to it, but I think with traveling there is, um, like this particular year we're going to visit, um, your sister and brother-in-law who've actually ever met the kids in person, mm-hmm. um, for Christmas. And I think that will be a more lasting memory and a more lasting and more meaningful memory than, um, you know, just additional, additional things. Yeah. That last part is the part that kind of stands out to me. Like even when I think back to the Christmases that I had growing up, it wasn't the stuff I was getting. Like my parents went all out on Christmas. I remember, um, going to bed and there's, I mean, they never preached Santa Claus. Like saying, I don't know that I ever believed in Santa Claus. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Santa's? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. He's alive. You Um, don't believe you don't receive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I I, uh, I would wake up on Christmas morning and I'd come out and there's just this abundance of gifts. And I loved it. I mean, I I was a kid, so I loved things. 
And then I think back to what I remember, and I remember seeing them, but the things that stand out to me the most weren't the actual gifts. It was the experience of, but I was into trading cards one year, and my dad, um, you know, there were tons of gifts, but my dad also put, I think, I think they put like little fake dollars, and I don't think it was until the end that we knew what they were for, but I was big into trading cards, like trading, sport, all the you know, tops and upper deck, and you have no idea what I'm talking nope. about. But it sports, like trading um, baseball cards, mostly baseball cards okay. I did. Football cards were huge for me. And even, st- I mean, there were all different kinds of trading cards that weren't sports related too that were fun. Like garbage, garbage pail kids is one that stands out to me. I think the only thing I collected like that were Pogs. Okay, yeah, Pogs. Pogs might have been in there too. But anyway, so he... At the end, we had all this cash, and in his, we called it the computer room, because it was like this LAN, it was like six computers all hooked up. This is in 19... Didn't you say it looked like the original room of Apple or something? (laughs) It was ridiculous. It was like a a, a U-shaped along the walls of probably like four, five, six, I can't remember how many, but there were several computers all hooked up on LAN networks, and we'd play Doom and Quake and games like Scategories, I remember... Um, but anyway, so he had that room locked off, and then when we went into it, he had, um, it was like Doug, who's my dad's name, it's like Doug's card shop, and he just had this like tiered, like stadium tiered display of a bunch of boxes of full of cards, of packs of cards, so unopened boxes, and I could basically go there and take my bucks and pick out which card packs I wanted to get. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and it was stuff. And then there was another one that I remember that um, they would always do like a big gift at the end. And some of this stuff are traditions I want to start too because it's the stuff I remember. Right. And um, we ended up playing like at the end of the day, there was a big gift that was, you know, a bike or whatever, a PlayStation. And we played Wheel of Fortune and then it it sent us on a scavenger hunt through the house to figure out the Wheel of Fortune displayed like the first clue and then we went and did this whole scavenger hunt to eventually find what our present was which we do scavenger hunts a bunch yeah i was gonna say carter would say. definitely be into that yeah you do scavenger hunts a bunch here i know I'm but they nerdy love it. like it <laughs> yeah so i could i mean it's those experience that's the reason that i want to travel more oh. because when i think back to my childhood it's not the gifts i remember it's the it's the memories and it, my boss had said something like or sorry but it's like the experience is mm-hmm. what i'm trying to get at, not the gifts um, and my boss had said that like, you'll never regret spending money on a tr- on doing something yeah. or, like a trip because it's going to be an experience, but I'm going to regret spending money on a Paw Patrol vehicle because they're going to play for it for a year and then it's going to be donated to Goodwill. Right. So. A year. That's, that's generous. It's yeah, gonna be, not a year. It's going to be ran into something and broken. That's true. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I definitely agree. The experiences, even like when I, I think as, as an adult, like at Christmas at my dad's, um, and we, we don't do gifts for adults. We only do gifts for like for kids, like anybody who's under 18, um, at my parents' house. So we do like a white elephant and I can't remember any gifts that I've gotten, but I remember how fun that kind of thing would be. Like the competitive nature of like, as you can trade gifts and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and I remember that kind of thing and just having enjoyable times hanging out with family. And I would rather give the kids the gift of that, of experience and of memories than, 
yeah, like you said, a Paw Patrol car or whatever. Yeah. And I think we've kind of danced around this topic just in general, but the idea is starting a new tradition of traveling for Christmas mm-hmm. and not doing this huge gift-giving right. extravaganza. Like, we're, we'll still give gifts. Like, I think we'll still bring some to Portland when we go visit my sister and her husband. But um, for the most part, it's going to be small. I mean, we just, just today we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of different ideas out there as to, like, what was the the four one? Uh, it's basically that each person gets four gifts, and it's something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. Yeah. So, um, just kind of, and I think it makes you more intentional in gift giving, too, because if it's, you're kind of buying anything that... Sorry, our dogs are protecting us right now. From the wind. They just, yeah, the wind just ran away. Yeah, We're safe. Thank leaf you. the blue. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gap. Um, I think it's you're more intentional that way because I mean if you're picking out like if you're picking out a book for somebody I mean it's you have to really think about what that person might you know want to to read and be into or if you're picking out something that you know that they need you need to really think about it versus if you're just buying stuff just to buy stuff right you're not very intentional about it yeah yeah I can I can get caught up in that just the consumerism mm-hmm. in itself like I can get caught up in it just walking through I mean I loved Christmas shopping yeah for the kids. And even if we do four gifts or, you know, some kind of iteration of that, I think I'd still have a ton of fun doing it. It would just, yeah. it would, it would take a lot more thought. You'd want to be very careful about it. Which I think is a good thing. It's like, I mean, I think it's kind of shows, can be more special because it really shows the genuineness and, you know, that you know that person. And I don't know, to me, it would be more meaningful quality yeah. over quantity kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the traditions that we wanted to start. I can't think of um, any other ones specifically for Christmas? Um, no, maybe not for Christmas. We do, everywhere we've traveled, we've gotten an, a Christmas ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. like, we went to Galveston, we went to Big Bend, we went to Fredericksburg, we went to... Um, that we includes went to, us. That yeah. includes just us, too, yeah. Right. Just places that we... I mean, because even when we're there, we've taken pictures and shown the kids that are FaceTimed them from where we're at and figure out ways to include them, even if they, um, they can't be with us. They would have been miserable at Big Bend. Um, yes. But, yeah, we went to Big Ben yeah. in July. In Jul- June. Yeah, it was June? hot. I don't it know. Was it was summer in Texas, and it was 115 hot. 115 degrees yeah. out on some of those hikes. Um, but we got totally ornaments. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Absolutely. To commemorate some of those places that we've been, so we can kind of look back over the years and, and remember some of those um, some of those trips. So that one, I like I like looking for Christmas ornaments wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's important to kind of be flexible about these traditions too. Um, and remember that the decree is kind of a guide to how you handle those traditions. You know, it might be, it might be a guide to, to how you're limited in handling those traditions, but I think it's worth, um, kind of relooking at those as the kids age and seeing if it still makes the most sense for the kids. Yeah. You know, I I mean, as they age and as they, um, just recognize that it'll take more shuffling and flexibility that, um, if, if, and when she, you know, finds a, a life partner and you know, maybe they have a, a third kid together, or maybe he comes into the picture with kids, or if we have, you know, if there's additional siblings on either side, how that may, um, shift things. So, yeah. um, I think just being kind of cognizant and aware that things may change over, um, over time right. and being flexible with those kinds of things, especially as the kids get older and, you know, maybe they want to go to a, a, you know, a dance on Halloween or whatever it happens to be instead of, Hanging out with the old fogies, doing matching costumes. Right. 
which we're totally doing this year. We're dressing oh, up yeah, as uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. I've spent mm-hmm. way too much money <laughs> <laughs> for homemade, homemade costumes. We've got some. <laughs> I'm sure we'll post it on our social media for sure. Yeah. But we have, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're extra carts. <laughs> They are they they don't drive or anything, but they are um, they look like they potentially could. Mm-hmm. could. I'm proud of them. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. Um, I supervised, and by supervised, I mean I was like, yeah, that's the right color pink. Yeah, yeah. you helped cut too, and you, you did some stuff. He's being I, generous. No, I, I didn't. Like you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, evolving. I mean, another thing that I've just kind of heard feedback on from other folks in blended families was how they did Christmas and like maybe evolving that to, you know, to fit the needs of the kids. So maybe it's a shared, and uh, I mean, this is one of those things that you just, I feel like you just have to remain flexible on and always put the kids first. You know, I feel like there are times where Christmas aside, holidays aside, where you or I or my ex are going to have to put our kind of personal feelings aside. I know I've had to do that before. Like, it's not fun when the the gut instinct is, oh God, I really don't want to do that. And then I have to kind of level set or reset myself to think, is it in the best interest of the kids? And if it is, I think I said this before, I'm almost always going to do it. Um, You know, I mean, we've had discussions around stuff like that. That's you know, maybe it's not something we we necessarily want to do, but it could be in the best interest of the kids or, you know, it's not worth a, a spat over for something small. Um, so, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. Just, just to be able to be flexible and let it evolve if it, if it needs to evolve. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything else to add today? Um. No, I don't think so. Yeah, just yeah, uh, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, holidays are fun, or are, are fun, but they're stressful for everyone, and I think they're even way more stressful on kids, especially as the kids age. On kids having to go back and forth from the ha- from two different houses, so it's just always something that I feel like has to be at the forefront of a parent's mind when they're in a blended family like that. Yeah. I would say if there's one saving grace is that that's of them being in separate households um so young, it's that that's that's kind of their norm. I mean, they don't yeah. they don't really have a recollection of it any other way. And so in their mind they get two Christmases. Yay me, I get extra presents. Right. Yeah. There were there was definitely this time where it was I stayed at the house that we lived in and they were just you know, it was weird that their mom wasn't here anymore. So they would have questions about that. Um and then I think it kind of petered out, and now it's. I think they're seeing a lot of their, you know, friends at school, like especially at Carter, mm-hmm. friends at school who, you know, especially because they're so young. It's not. I. I honestly don't know what the average age. Like, uh, uh, I'd be curious, honestly, at what the average age a kid is during a divorce. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's definitely older than they are, but I think Carter's getting to that age group, especially when he's talking to other kids that, you know, maybe a couple grade levels above him. Like he's at the school, like this with the schoolers at, um, at his daycare after school. Um, and it's definitely more common in that age group. Yeah. Than, yeah. That's what I would think. I would yeah. think like eight or so yeah. maybe is the, um, what's the, what's the, the mode, the most common one. Is that it? <laughs> wow. Breaking out it. those, uh, those algebra words. Oh yeah. I think it's the mode. Who you? 
yeah, so I don't know. So, so then he got to, or I think he, he'll probably eventually get to the point where he sees that as the norm and then yeah. understands that, you know, not that this isn't normal. It's very normal. Like this is very, being in his situation mm-hmm. is extremely common. Um, so, yeah, I think that was all I had. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Next episode, we're going to talk about one-on-one time. Goodbye. Bye, y'all.